0: love this podcast support this show through the acar supporter feature it's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment just hit the link in the show description to support now welcome to the swirl suite everybody happy wine wednesday this week on the podcast i have ray shoals of the royal vines so ray is a sommelier out of miami and he has crazy crazy charisma He's been working in the restaurant industry as a sommelier, as a consultant, as a trainer for a number of years. And still, after all that time and experience, he says that his knowledge of wine on a scale from one to ten is a three. You have to listen to his explanation. It's a really good conversation. Enjoy. Cheers. Ray, welcome to the Swirl Suite. How are you doing?
1: I'm like blessed and and unbelieved that I am here uh hanging out in the swirl suite. Like I've been I I actually wanting to do this. I haven't I haven't said anything, but I was like, man, I wanna I wanna be on the swirl
0: suite. I mean, I, I just all I did was send you a DM. You could have did that the same. Yeah. You could have did the I same. I
1: know, I know. I know.
0: For those um, who are listening, if you want to be on the Swirl Suite and you're in wine or even like a wine enthusiast, just DM us. It's not that deep. We are just a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for those, for those who don't know you, for those who don't know you, introduce yourself.
1: All right. So my name is Ray Schultz. I am a certified sommelier and WSET3 level or level three student. Um and I am the sommelier at Michael's Genuine, and the owner of the Royal Vines, as well as the cu- the curator or content creator for the Black Owned Wine Review uh, on YouTube. So uh, I wear a lot of hats, but you know, it, all in all, I am you know a wine geek and uh, you know enthusiast. Some would say influencer, but I don't know if I necessarily qualify an influencer. I don't post nearly enough to actually be. Uh, considered an influencer at least in my eyes so
0: Um, tell us about your original like introduction to wine how did you get started in all this
1: so I got started in wine um, fairly interesting I guess it's fairly interesting so I went for an interview um, for a pretty nice place uh, called well I'll leave the name out but it was a pretty nice restaurant and you know they had a pretty nice wine program And I hadn't had any fine dining experience. And, you know, I interviewed with the chef and, you know, when I get an interview, not, you know, I'm going to toot my horn a little bit here. But when I get into an interview, like, it's really hard for you not to be like, I I don't like that guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to get a call back. I'm probably going to get hired for the job because there's a certain level of charm that I've been told that I have. Um, And I have a little personality. I'm a smart guy. So, you know, I said, um. You know, go out for this position, and the chef ends up telling me that I am not, you know, worthy. Basically, he says that you know I don't have any fine dining experience. So I said, "All right, you know, that's fine. I'm going to take my heartbreak because I was definitely heartbroken, and um, you know, I I kind of sulked in that heartbreak for a while." Uh, And then I said, you know what, I'm going to learn everything I can about wine, so I can be undeniable. So I went, I went to a mentor of mine said, hey, listen, I want to be a sommelier. And he gave me a stack of books. And I said, all right, cool. He was like, read this one. He was like, read it twice. He was like, you'll be good. So I read that thing forward and backward so many times.
0: You remember the name of the
1: book? Yeah, the name of the book is Kevin Zarelli's Windows on the World. Um, But to that list, I would add, if anyone's listening that, you know, wants to get on that wine journey, that's a really good book. But I also would highly encourage uh, Wine Folly as well. Um, You can search any of those two books. And I think that's a really good starting point for anyone uh, that wants to get into this world. So I read this book and I went in to do another interview, uh, a different location, same place you know same company but just a different place and once i got in there the very first person i sit down with is their beverage manager and he's super into wine at the time and he asked me he's like hey how's your wine knowledge on a scale from one to ten and i was like three and he looks at me like what i was like yeah three and i was super confident super confident in my answer three I'm a solid like three, maybe a two. And um, he's looking at me like, this guy. He was like, you have to explain further. I was like, well, you have to understand about wine. The more you learn, the more you realize you don't know, right? Um, And I was like, there's no way in the world that anyone could ever be a nine or a 10, not even at a master sommelier level. So he looks at me. He was like, that is the most well-thought-out answer. Well done. You know he ever heard so after that it was a shoe and we started talking about being married and you know uh because we were both newly married and talking about wine what we liked what we didn't like so on and so forth and then after that you know i was hired same mm-hmm. day got hired started the week after and then you know went through the training struggled through training uh with the wine because at that was point the service was part off- of it
0: or just like the knowledge
1: No, the knowledge, um, the theoretical part I had, but like sitting down and tasting the wine, trying to describe the wine, that was something that was a little bit more um, difficult for me because I hadn't had that experience of tasting so much. Um, So I decided to concentrate on that. After my training, I created a position to do ongoing wine training for uh, new servers and you know, I, I would do that once a week with them. And, you know, wine sales were amazing. A year later, I got promoted to a manager, it, it, you know, and it just kind of snowballed from there.
0: Very nice. That's a that's a great story. And do you still work at the same restaurant where you started?
1: No, no, no. Okay. I, um, I opened up for them uh, two locations in Houston as a corporate trainer. Mm-hmm. and then. I went and opened up two locations for them in uh Houston. Thereafter, I went ahead and uh got promoted as a manager went back to Houston to work that market um and that's when like I got that deep dive into wine. You know, sometimes you you have like a couple like I have a couple chapters is kind of how I see it. Okay. Like my first chapter was like getting the denial and starting to read more. The second chapter was Getting into a job that was really focused on wine and realizing I didn't know as much as I thought I did and struggling through that. Then the third chapter was me being in Houston and, you know, being tossed into or joining in the wine community there, where I'm like, I'm surrounded by master sommeliers, advanced sommeliers, and people that have been running programs for years. And me looking around saying, oh, Well, I thought I knew a little something, something about wine, but these people are so advanced. I was like, all right, well, here we go again, you know? So I think I keep evolving into these roles where I'm like, all right, well, this is the next chapter. And uh, I feel like a beginner again.
0: So what chapter are you in right now?
1: Oh, God, I've lost track. (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, I've definitely lost track. Um, I would say this is probably about chapter seven or eight, okay? right. Which is still like in the beginning of the book. Oh, um, so, you know, at this point I am, I'm the sommelier and running a wine program and only focused on being a sommelier. And, you know, to tell the truth, this is my first time actually being able to only have to focus on wine and not be a restaurant manager that focuses on wine or a general mm. manager that focuses on wine. I'm just the wine guy, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's a true treat to
0: kind of like really only focus on. So I have a question. Um, how do, uh, because I'm not a sommelier, I'm a, more of a wine educator. Uh, so how do sommeliers know that they're succeeding? How do you, how do you know that you're a successful sommelier?
1: Yeah, I think there's a, there's definitely some measuring tools you can use. Uh, for me, I'm, I'm a lot, I'm more into the numbers. I think when you first become a sommelier, you're, you're not necessarily into the numbers. You're more into like what's on my list and what's the cool stuff that I have. And when you say numbers, great. you
0: mean wine sales?
1: I'm talking wine sales. I'm talking cost of goods sold. I'm talking about how much money are you bringing to the bottom line? Gotcha. Like how okay. profitable is your particular program? Um, you know, and for me, I'm, I'm a numbers guy. I want to make sure that I'm making my money for sure, but I also got to make sure that I am contributing to the bottom line of, you know, RP&L. I want to make sure that the business is making money. And for me, that's how I know that I'm successful. The business is making money. I'm making money. And then also the guests are happy, but also being slightly pushed out of their comfort zone mm. um, to learn more. So those are kind of like my measuring tools to say, all right, am I being effective and am I successful as a sommelier?
0: Hmm.
1: And then, of course, I'm so sorry, I can't forget about the staff. You know, the staff has to be learning and growing as well. Uh, And when they're learning and growing, they can be more confident, they can sell for you, which kind of removes you from tables sometimes, but Hmm. it's a great thing.
0: Now, I've never worked in a restaurant before, like I said, but um, I've seen a lot of footage like on like, doc- documentaries and on TV. Is it true that there's like a pre-shift and post-shift like meal or dinner or wine pairing? Is that how they learn?
1: Yeah, no. Um, so if you think about it, right, how do you, how do you learn in a restaurant? Yeah. We're always busy, Yeah, especially a, a restaurant like Michael's Jingling where our lunch sometimes is busier than our dinner. Wow. Right, you know, we're in the middle of the design district where it's like think Rodeo Drive but in Miami. So you know, it's really high end. You know, Balenciaga, and, you know, Tom Ford. You got, uh, Gamble, Like you got everybody. Louis Vuitton. You got everybody, right? Uh, and you know, celebrities galore walking around. I mean, I just I just met Trick Daddy the other day wow. for the first time. Okay, I was just like, Yo, Trick Daddy Dollars, what's going on, brother? <laughs> um, so like it's star studded and it's busy. It's crazy. But when do you find time to educate? It has to be before the shift or, or, or after the shift. Mm -hmm. There's no time in between. I can't say, Oh, okay, cool guys. We're going to take a break here. And, and, you know, we're going to do this quick little seminar so I can teach people about X, Y, and Z. Like -hmm. people don't want to wait for their food. No, that's not going to happen. So we got to try and squeeze in the time where we can, which is, you know, kind of the downside, but it is what it is in this business.
0: Got you. Well, okay. So, um, Oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say, but yeah, you, you do get, you know, that pre-shift meeting. Uh, and then a lot of times after the shift is kind of a recap of the night or, you know, sometimes there's just like, Oh, I can't believe table 23 didn't tip me this (laughs) or, Oh my gosh, did you see that table 47 was like, Oh, you know, whatever the case might be. (laughs) Um, you know, cause people do crazy stuff it's it, and it's entertaining, right? You know, who doesn't go to the mall and people watch a little bit sometimes.
0: That's um,
1: right. so, you know, yeah, we do have these beautiful, like these really nice pre-shifts and post-shifts. Sometimes they're pretty. Sometimes they're a little bit like, listen, guys, step your game up, get it together. Hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's supposed to be all motivational. And then for me, uh, it's my chance to taste my team on different wines, or give them a little bit of notes or give them, you know, tips that, you know, I use to sell on the floor. And I just had a guy yesterday. He came up to me. He's been at Michaels Genuine for like, I don't know, maybe 10 years. And I'm like, "Hey, listen, guys, if you if you say this, I guarantee you you're going to be more successful at selling more wine." Comes up to me yesterday. He was just like, "Ray, all I did was do what you what you said, and 100% of the time I'm selling this one." And I'm like,
0: what so what did you tell them to say?
1: Oh man. So I have this thing. Uh and uh I'll be honest. So I have this thing, we serve a six ounce and a nine ounce. And I was just like, listen, man, you guys, and I don't know where this came from, it just it came to me, right? I was just blessed with it. Ancestors just hooked it up for me. So there I'm like at a table and we serve, we serve a six-ounce and a nine ounce pour and then obviously the bottle so i go to a table and i'm like hey you know sir would you like the six ounce or the nine ounce and i give a little bit of a pause and then i say or how i like to say do you want a restaurant pour or at home pour now let's be honest we all know that in a restaurant you're gonna get like a smaller pour but when you at home You feel comfortable, right? Yeah. And this is Michael's genuine. I'm being genuine. Do you want you want the pour that you're gonna pour at home? You want the pour that I'm gonna pour you when when you at my house, right? And people always go for the at home pour, especially after COVID. Yeah. Right. Everybody's like, what? Of course, I want the at home (laughs) pour. And depending on the wine, that could be the difference between you know that could be the difference between selling you know a fifteen dollar glass of wine versus you know maybe. 25 and that makes a big difference
0: that is genius that's genius i love yeah. it i love Yeah, that. i'm
1: dropping gems today I'm you you me.
0: are you are for sure <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the wine trends that you're seeing in your restaurant right now what's everybody asking um, for everyone
1: i don't know if this is a trend i guess it is but everyone's drinking sancerre like really? everyone wants sancerre because it's Sauvignon Blanc. It's the new Sauvignon Blanc, right? So before, I would say, what, maybe five, seven years ago, everybody was on New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, maybe even 10 years. Everybody's like, oh, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc is, is the best. You know, yeah. you got to drink New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. And, you know, the soccer moms will come in like, oh my gosh, can I get a, a glass of Sauvignon Blanc? Like, <laughs> is it from Marlborough? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It's from Marlboro, but we have this central Otago. No, no, no. I'll take the Marlboro. All right, fine. It is what it is. And so now it's Sancerre and everybody wants Sancerre. Um, so, you know, I try and steer people into uh, Greek wines. Oh, I have a yes. refreshing Greek wines that, you know, I'm like, guys, you don't, a lot of people will complain and be like, oh my gosh, Sancerre is so expensive. Yes, it is mm-hmm. expensive. Like, yeah. You wanna be fancy? Cool. Like, there you go, drink your Sancerre. It's just Sauvignon Blanc from France, guys, right? And it's great, and I love it. There's some awesome producers, but if you want something that doesn't hit the pocket, you know, it's hard, but you want it to be cool and refreshing, like a Sauvignon Blanc, try Mm Savatiano. It's a little rounder and really delicious, or, you know, try a Sirtico, you know? Try something refreshing from Greece. You know, it's going to give you the same pleasure. It's not going to hit your pocket as hard and it's going to still be delicious.
0: I love that. I love that. And I absolutely love Greek wine. Everybody knows that. I talk about it a a lot.
1: Yeah, listen, I love me some Greek wines, man. Love me some Greek wines.
0: Yeah, I've told this story before, but the one time that I went to Greece and it was our last day there, me and my husband, and we just stopped at a random spot in Athens. Um, and we just wanted some, we saw chicken. I was like, oh, that chicken looks good. We're hungry. This is the last meal. Let's just get some chicken. They'll add them some potatoes and we'll get whatever their house wine is. When I, I when I tell you, it just looked like a little shack. And they brought out this wine in a carafe and it was so good. It was so good. It probably came out of a box or a barrel or something in the back, but it was absolutely <laughs> stunning, and I was like, "This, this is crazy," and this is just not even the high end wines, and it was delicious. So, yeah, Great. yeah, love
1: nice. it. Yeah. it. It, and it happens like that, you know. Yeah. And you, especially when you're traveling, I feel like you kind of get a chance to taste some really amazing stuff. Like I went to I went to Barcelona, right? Mm-hmm. It was, um, me and the wife's wedding anniversary. And we end up going to like a couple different countries. But when we went to Barcelona, we're in Barcelona. And I'm like, all right, cool. We stopped, grabbed like some pizza, a little bit of food. And I'm like, you know what? Let me try this sangria. And all this is before we're about to go to uh, our Airbnb. They brought off the sangria. I tasted it. And I'm like, man, I, I normally don't order sangria, but you know, when in Spain, why not see what it's like? And I'm like, I look at the waitress and I'm like, excuse me like, what is this? Like, what is this? And she was like, sangria. And I was just like, nah. <laughs> I ain't never had no sangria like this. What's the recipe? <laughs> like, what you put in this? You put wine in this, right? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, what what is this? Because yeah. this is good. Yeah. And I was like, can I have some to go? She was, she started laughing at me. And I'm like, I'm coming back tomorrow for sangria. Yeah. You know, and nobody says that in the States. Why? Because our sangria isn't as good.
0: Yeah. I yeah, I've had some real trash sangria. Yeah. In yeah. in a restaurant and at you know, at someone's house. It's it's tough. I I never order it either because to me it can be just overly sweet. Yeah. Facts,
1: facts. I still haven't perfected a good sangria. Not like that. Same. Nowhere same. near that. I mean, my white sangria is cool. It's good. It's really good. But my red sangria, I'm like, listen, like that's the level I'm trying to be on. Yeah. Barcelona status.
0: Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so tell me about Royal Vines. What uh, services are offered?
1: So Royal Vines, um, I basically provide what I call a entertaining educational experience. So at the end of the day, The goal is for you to walk away, you know, slightly gut busting, like laughing, but also walking away with some education and knowing some things that you didn't know before, right? Um, I think as a sommelier and as um, just a wine professional, I think our job is to always educate. Um, So that's kind of the goal. So the services that I do with that, I obviously do a lot of wine events, Uh, I do quarterly wine events here in Miami. I also do restaurant consultations. I can't even talk. I also do restaurant consultations along with private public wine tastings, uh, wine dinners, um, and then seminars and wine judging uh, are some of the things that I do. I also do uh, wine descriptions. So um, when people or people are coming out with new products or new varietals uh, and they want something to say on the back of their label that you know can capture people uh i offer that service as well um typically that service i do for free because i really really enjoy it and i don't think i don't think i should charge that much for people to i mean theoretically i probably should because absolutely they're making a ton of money off of it but uh it's something that as of right now i, I offer for free because i just thoroughly enjoy doing it and i get the product for free and yep. whatever but um but i just i i thoroughly enjoy it so much and i don't do it that often but as of right now it's free
0: that's cool that's cool yeah. um anything else offered with uh, royal vines is are the wine reviews a part of royal vines too
1: yeah, the wine reviews are also a part of Royal Vines and the YouTube education uh, or the videos I also do uh, through Royal Vines as well.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I saw that you reviewed um, a lot of um, Black winemakers um, uh, on YouTube. So yeah. out of all the wines that you've tasted from a Black winemaker, what surprised you the most? Which one right, surprised so, you the most? So
1: let me tell you, the Black Old Wine Review was something I started in June of 2019. I got a case of like mixed black wines. And I was like, oh, I'm like, this is a lot. I was like, all right, I'll share this with like my black wine group down here. And so, you know, I pull out a bottle of each and we're having a good time. Everyone's like, oh, these wines are great. This and the third. And I go back home. I'm like, wow, I still have a lot of these wines. I'm like, okay, let's see. What am I going to do? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to jump on YouTube and talk about these wines. I was like, I got them for free. I was like, what can I do to kind of like pay my respects and and kind of pay them back uh, in a sense? And I was like, you know what? Exposure is the best, right? Word of mouth is the best. So I was like, you know what? Let me do this. And I Google it to see if anybody's doing it. I'm like, oh, nobody's really doing that. I'm like, all right, great. Why not? So uh, I started with Longevity Wines. Mm. Uh, my first video, I did. I think I did four wines for uh, Phil Long, and um, after that, it just kind of took off, mm. and people were really dug it. So uh, I kept going. But if I have to say, who was I really surprised by? I was really surprised by uh, Theodora Lee. Mm. Rosé. I, I, I knew you were going to say
0: that. I don't know how I did, but I knew you were going to say that. Probably because it was the same for me. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, uh, her petite Syrah and her petite Syrah Rosé mm. was mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, I was not expecting how delicious those wines were, how balanced they are. Yeah. Um, I was really throw, thrown away or thrown off by that uh, and also feel Long. Um, in particular, I think it was maybe like his Cap Franc or Petit Verdot that he did, I think it may have been the Petit Verdot, but between the two of those, those really kind of threw me too. And I was like, Oh, wow. I'm like, Jesus, these are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I come across really genuine in the black online reviews. I'm like, you can kind of see my face. So have you, you taste it. Through? Is it,
0: is it real, real time? Like you don't taste it before you start recording?
1: Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes. But I like to say that I'm also a really good actor. So like if something surprised <laughs> me before, it's still going to surprise me, you know, when I'm recording. Okay. Um, so once I'm in the studio, I'm like, all right, I'm looking at my notes because it's like I'll taste it like right before. So it's still fresh. Okay. Um, so it's not like I taste it, you know, a week before and like write out a script or anything like that. It's just kind of like, all right, cool. What are my tasting notes on this? Like, jot I'm like, oh, this this is really delicious and then like I literally throw that out I don't even look at it really <laughs> and then I go back and I just taste the wine live and like everything just kind of comes to me so like when you see me and I'm like yo that's how you know okay. that's the
0: one all right yeah. cool
1: another little gym another little gym <laughs>
0: So um the black wine culture, as you know, you're a part of it, is pretty, pretty strong. If you were to collaborate with someone in our black wine community, who would it be?
1: Oh man. Um there's just so many to choose from. So this is a really hard, it's a really hard question.
0: And I'll tag them when this is when this goes out. So oh Lord. <laughs> Lord. If you want me to.
1: Um, You know, honestly, I would really, there's two people. I have to give it up to two people that I would really want to collab with. Um, And when I say these two names, like ladies don't be offended because there's so many women that are doing amazing things.
0: Now I'm nervous.
1: Um, No, 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 there's no need to be nervous. (laughs) It's got to be my boy, Jay Stone, all right? Um, Like his swagger, like it's super New York swagger, right? It is. Versus versus, you know, super L.A. swagger meets Miami. So I think that East Coast, West Coast swag for both of us on an event would be really dope. And then I also look up to like what he's doing in the industry as well. So, um, you know, I look at him, I'm like, dang, I'm like, that's what's up. So like if I was going to collab on an event with someone like that would be my my number one choice. Okay. Um I'd I'd really like to collab with him on an event and and do something cool. Uh really pick his brain. Uh and you know, we met I met him actually August at um the Hugh Society joint that we that we had up in uh, Atlanta mm-hmm. for a brief moment and like it was literally you always see the women on Instagram and on social media and so on and so forth. And you don't see too many of the gentlemen that are in the industry mm-hmm. as much. I don't think that we're as vocal on social media. Maybe, sure. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not, I don't know. Maybe no, it's, the it's, algorithm. True. it's true. Um, but when we all got together, like we, it was such a vibe. It was such a vibe. It's the only way I could really explain it. And it was, you know, it was a few of us. It was maybe like seven of us. And we're like in this little huddle, like just talking. And most people will walk by like, oh, they're probably having go- guy talk talking about some chicks. No, we was over there geeking out, talking about wine, <laughs> talking about each other, what we're doing, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, really just kind of geeking out, you know, over each other and what, what everybody's doing and, and just wine in general. Um, so that moment, I was just like, all right found my found my peeps yeah. you know found my circle of of, of yeah. gentlemen that are doing the same thing so it was nice um so that would be my number one um and then there's there's this i got a lady for y'all too actually now i think about it i'd love to collab with my homegirl amira garba from lovely Wine.
0: Oh, nice nice good choice
1: that is So I met, I met her through the Roots Fund, shout out to the Roots Fund um, for connecting all the scholars and and, and doing the work out here in these wine streets. But um, I met her through the Roots Fund and she came down to Miami and like the time that she came down to Miami, it was horrible because it was spring break time. So it was a hot mess with just like college students everywhere. And uh, we ended up kicking it or whatever. And. It was an instant, instant bond. Like you ever meet somebody, and like the next time I saw her in real life, it was like, "Yo, that's my sister." Like y'all better chill out. Got you. You know that's like my little my little sister because she's shorter than me, right? And super (laughs) petite. But like, she just has so much personality. She has so much energy, and like, I love her for that, right? Um, But that's that's my homie right there. So like. I think if we ever like did some type of event or product or whatever it is, I know it would be absolutely fantastic because we both got big personalities. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I would like to see how that would go. So those would be my two. Those would be my
0: two. Okay, great. Great answers. I love your choices. Cool. So we got some closeout questions before you leave us. Right. I'm so used to seeing us. It's just me. All right. So you are <laughs> on a road trip. <laughs> You're on a road trip and you have to pick a chain restaurant to stop at. What okay. restaurant do you choose? It doesn't have to be fast food. It can be like a Friday's or Ruby Tuesday's or whatever. But where where are you stopping? Waffle House. Really?
1: Can I choose Waffle House? Is that you cool? Can,
0: you can. You can choose any. Yeah. All
1: right. Are we done canceling Waffle House? I'm not sure Like what's going on with that <laughs> one.
0: You know, <laughs> I am not. Sure. I'm not sure, but so Waffle House <laughs> is your choice. Okay.
1: It would it would either have to be Waffle House or IHOP. Yeah, okay. I'm, I love I love breakfast.
0: Breakfast. Okay.
1: I love breakfast, so I could eat breakfast all day, like all day. I could eat breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like in call it a day. Um. Okay. So it would be Waffle House. Or IHOP, uh, that'd be I
0: go. Okay, I am going to be really boring with my answer. I am just a fan of Panera Bread. It's consistent. They have good coffee. <laughs> I can either get <laughs> yeah. a soup and a salad or a bagel. I am, and I don't eat out very much, especially fast food. But Panera Bread is always consistent, so that's where I'm stopping.
1: No, I'm the same way. I don't really eat out much as far as like fast
0: food is concerned.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I was doing Wendy's only. Sure. And, sure. Then, and then I was like, all right.
0: Yeah, I have Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I got Chick-fil-A in Florida.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah we got Chick-fil-A. Okay. Um, I, I don't really mess with Chick-fil-A though. Really? What? Uh,
0: Black people know. love Chick-fil-A. Yeah.
1: Really? They do.
0: Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah, they do. I mean,
1: my wife loves Chick-fil-A. Yeah. yeah. She, do your she kids like Chick-fil-A?
0: Because kids really like Chick-fil-A.
1: Yeah. The kids like Chick-fil-A. Too. Okay. Um, like so much that we go to like Sam's club and get like the Chick-fil-A, you know, nuggets and fries. Like wow. I got to make it at home. Got you.
0: Okay. All next right. question. What do you eat in movie theaters?
1: All right. Um, listen, y'all don't, y'all don't hate on me. I bring my own food to the movie theater.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not mad.
1: Yeah. Um, If I'm eating at the movie theater, typically I am so engaged in movies because I'm a movie buff Mm -hmm. that I'll get a drink at the movie theater and I'll be good. But like if it's rare that I will eat in a movie theater, but Mm -hmm. I will, however, I'll eat in a movie theater that has. Like real food. Real right? food. Okay. You go to like a Cina bistro or something like that, mm-hmm. where like, you know, they got a full on kitchen and it's like a restaurant, but you watch in a movie type of situation. Like, yeah, I'll order some things. But uh, for the most part, I'm so engaged into whatever the movie is. Let me just get me a drink and I'm
0: good. I, um once I smell popcorn, I have to have not, not necessarily popcorn, but something salty. So I'm either getting popcorn or I'm getting the regular old school nachos, so when I say old school nachos, they're just they give you like the chips and with the cheese. That's it. Don't give me the little Lord. cup of cheese. I want the cheese poured from the machine you know onto the the chips basic, <laughs> they might give you a few jalapenos on the side, but that's it. so those are the two things that yeah. I eat, yeah,, yeah no.
1: I can't I can't get with that nacho cheese.
0: I know it's bad. It's terrible. It's terrible. I but can't get with it. It's, it. it takes me back. It's nostalgic.
1: Yeah, all right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I like it. If what, what's that old saying? If you like it, I love it. There you go. I like it.
0: <laughs> okay. If you were to bottle a cocktail to take to an outdoor concert, what would it be? The Oh, uh wow. Okay. That's a strong-ass cocktail. Yeah.
1: yeah. Actually, I'm going to change that answer. Negroni would be good or a Boulevardier would be good. Those, those are like – a Boulevardier is one of my favorite cocktails. Mm-hmm. But you said outdoor concert.
0: Yeah. So
1: that's more of my chill vibe kind of cocktail. Okay. So outdoor concert, I'm assuming it's more of a return-up situation. So I'm going to switch it. I'm going to do something light. And I'm going to do a cocktail that my, my friends know – uh, that I drink, it's called Death in a Cup, is what they named it. I didn't name it; they named it. It's called they called it Death in a Cup. So, I used to be a club promoter on South Beach. So, one of my tricks was, you know, I built up such a tolerance that once I went to the club, I would spend a lot of money. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. So, I, pregame, right? Everybody knows pregame. So what I would do is I would make myself a cocktail and it would be basically a Long Island, which is vodka, rum, gin, tequila, little triple sack. You have some sour mix in there, splash of Coke on top, and it looks like tea, right? right. Well, I would take out the sour mix. I would take out the Coke. I would add peach stops, which is a liqueur, right? So now you're stuck with all liquor. And then I would pretty much just drink that. Okay. And um, the peach schnapps would kind of cover up the liquor a little bit with a little bit of that sweetness, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then if I didn't finish it, I would just pour it into a water bottle. And once I, tur- once I put in a water bottle one time, I ended up walking into the club with it. They let me in, whatever. Oh, and I was like, and it wasn't my club, so they didn't know me. But I just walked in with this water bottle, like halfway full of liquor. And I'm like, oh, I totally forgot that I had this. Cause I was drinking it as I'm like outside right, and talking, right. and whatever. And I was like, oh, was, and then I realized I had it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, club hack, let's go. <laughs> um, So then I started, I started this thing where I had these pre-made water bottles sitting in the freezer. Cause the liquor doesn't freeze, just gets really cold. And then by the time I got to the club, it looked like it was just ice cold water. I just bought genius that's what i would be drinking okay i like
0: it i like
1: it y'all welcome (laughs) anyone who's listening you're welcome
0: (laughs) so my cocktail would be um i love bubbles so i'm gonna go with a french 75 but a french 75 with with gin with a really with with a good gin
1: yeah okay you gotta tell me what what gin now
0: Ooh, um, let's go with the D.C. brand. Let's go with Green Hat. Have you had Green Hat before? Green Hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have a few distilleries here. And um, yeah, Green Hat makes a, a, a spectacular gin.
1: Yeah. I've never been to D.C. I got to get, get up to D.C. Say get
0: what? There. Get yeah. out. Yeah. yeah you got to come visit. Yeah, yeah. We have some great maybe, local wines. Maybe and, spring break. Yeah. Yeah. Our local wineries are great. And of course, we have a big black wine community here
1: yeah no I know if, I know a couple people know yep. of a couple people I should say
0: sure yeah cool cool all right I like it so next two questions are about Compton I read that you were from Compton is that yeah, where you yeah. grew up
1: so Compton and Long Beach so okay I lived in Compton uh I got into like maybe two fights in Compton and then okay uh Long Beach was really like my stomping ground so I Okay. Um, I like to say I'm from um, okay. I went to school there most of my friends lived in Long Beach like I know the streets a lot better throughout Long Beach um but I, I lived in Compton so um uh, but yeah yeah.
0: okay name a song that reminds you of where you grew up
1: it ain't nothing but a g thing baby <laughs> two mokes about g's going crazy okay death row is the label that pays me unfadable so please don't try to test me all right cool I'm done <laughs> so
0: I'm assuming that you really enjoyed the halftime show
1: oh what listen <laughs> what I was I was in here gangbanging I was <laughs> like I'm in here throwing up all kind of signs I'm like, <laughs> like yeah, let's go, baby you already know um so <laughs> the crazy part is my mom calls me in the middle of the halftime show I'm like uh, I'm not answering you know so I call her after the halftime show and I'm like what do you want what like she was like I was seawalking did you listen to that I was like hold on wait first off wait a minute
0: mom. whoa
1: I was like I know you was not crib walking at your age and she was like boy you already know how I get <laughs> <laughs> down and, and my mom is my mom is so saved and sanctified and I'm like really I was like uh-huh I thought you should have been Jesus walking. How about that? Jesus <laughs> walks like get the Kanye on over there. But uh, so we went back and forth about, about the halftime show. And um, yeah, but I was definitely enjoying that. That was like highlight.
0: I love it. All right. So this time, name a TV show or movie that reminds you of home.
1: So I grew up on... I really learned a lot of life lessons from this show. Um, it's funny because like people watch TV now and they're entertained. Sure. And when I was a kid, like, yeah, it was entertaining. But like, I also, I was also always learning, always observing and trying to learn something. Um, maybe that was my geeky side that I didn't know I had. I don't know. Um, so the show I grew up on was Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
0: Huh right
1: and that reminds me that reminds me of home because I was so engaged so engaged to the point where I didn't I didn't see anything else around me like if I was watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air nothing else in the world existed Mm -hmm. right and I think I think that also kind of shows in in my personality as well um like that goofy side Mm -hmm. um like I could play a Will Smith like
0: did, have you like watched it. the 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 dramatic version of Fresh Prince? I, I
1: love it. Yeah, it's I love well it. done. Love it's
0: it. it's it it's is. very well done. I like it too. Listen,
1: look, listen. This is how much <laughs> this is how much I was in love with that show. The fact that I'm I'm one I'm watching Bel Air, and I went to work and I was talking. I was like, Yo, have you guys seen the Bel Air? It's like, Yeah, I don't know. I said, Wait, before you say anything, just know if you do do not agree that the show is fire. You're going to fight me right now. outside? <laughs> We're going outside and everybody starts laughing and I'm like, and I'm laughing too. Cause I'm joking. But at the end of the day, I'm like, listen, still. Yeah. Fight me.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think the show is well done. I really, um, I like how they um, did the characters and also the soundtrack is insane.
1: Yeah, no, that is ridiculous. Like I love, I loved hearing the music, um, that's in the show uh, i really really love that and i feel like they kind of t- they kind of maybe took that idea from uh the movie uncorked uh-huh where had amazing music yeah. amazing music I, I think the storytelling could have been a little bit better um but the music was really really dope so i mean adding that into the show i think will made it even more dynamic and i love what they did with jeffrey like jeffrey's now oh
0: alive. jeffrey's bomb yeah
1: what Jeffrey's now this bad man, like, yeah, he's now this like Jamaican London, like, listen, you don't know who I am, where
0: I'm going. Jeffrey to be reminds me I can of Stringer Bell a little bit,
1: okay. Little
0: bit. All right, yeah, he got some, yeah. he got some dark yeah. Stringer Bell energy. I was like, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. Listen,
1: I was just like, all right, okay, cool. <laughs> um, and then no, but and I and I'm loving, I'm loving how. Real it is, right? Because mm-hmm. if you think about it, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was like the 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 there were some real moments, but it was still it didn't really dive it too much into the other yeah.
0: characters as much. Right. It had to stay a comedy, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is more like listen, this is getting kind of dark, but I like it. Yeah. And it's realistic. Like, yeah, you're a rich kid in Bel Air. Chances are one of your kids is doing cocaine. Mm. And you know. That, and it's happening in, in the show. And I'm like, oh, that's that's a very real thing.
0: Yeah,
1: It's a very real thing. So I was just like, all right, cool. Uh, but I'm down with, um, I'm super down with what they're doing with the show. Love it. Absolutely love it.
0: Awesome. So this was fantastic, Ray. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy. I know what it's like to work in the service industry. I appreciate you being here with me today.
1: No, it's absolutely my pleasure. Like I said before, you know, I was I was hoping and wishing that one day <laughs> when, I, when I grew up, I could be oh on the Swirls podcast. So now that I'm a big boy and I'm on the Swirls sweet podcast, look, Ma, I made it. Uh.
0: <laughs> before you go, <laughs> tell everybody where they can follow you and support you.
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. Please, please, please support me. Uh, first, I'd like to say, All of the merch that you see on my website, my website is www.theroyalwines.com. All the merch, especially the merch that I'm wearing today, it's one of my Black Wine Legacy shirts uh, that has all the Black or some Black wines on it, uh, which is really amazing. All the proceeds and all the dollars from that go to supporting Black Wines and supporting the Black Owned Wine Review. Um, So I literally just cycle that money into the Black Owned Wine Review. So that way I have money to kind of dedicate to uh, purchasing these wines, uh, helping with shipping with these wines if I get them for free or just production of the Black-owned Wine Review. So that's theroyalvines.com. And then also you can find me on all social media platforms at theroyalvines. Or if you're lazy and you don't want to do all that work, you could just Google me, Ray Scholes, R-A-Y space S-H-O-L-E-S. Um, and you will definitely find me somewhere in there.
0: Wonderful. Beautifully said. Well, thanks again, and you enjoy the rest of your day.
1: Thank you. Thank you. so much.
0: Thanks for joining us, Well Sweet, everybody. That is our show. We hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we wrap up Black History Month with something really fun. So stay tuned. Cheers.